Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Tuesday morning or good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob and Kelly in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, fresh from a New Orleans Saints football appearance in the First Bank Studio over in Laurel. We'll be talking about Southern Miss bowl ticket sales. That's coming up a little later in the show. Going to visit with Luke about uh, his witnessing history last night as Drew Brees, uh, at least for the moment, passed Tom Brady for the most touchdown passes in NFL history. And uh, we know that Luke and Lauren had a great time last night in the Dome. Looking forward to hearing about that. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little basketball after I remind you about Dickie's Barbecue Pit, which is a great place to have your Christmas lunch catered. You're running out of time, though, so you need to call today or maybe tomorrow. They've got full meal deals ready to provide for you at Christmas. You can enjoy the holidays. You can sit back, relax, let Dickies do the cooking, or you can order a turkey or ham. Whatever suits you, they're ready to help you at Dickies Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. And we thank them, as always, for their support. Well, the Golden Eagles have been playing a monstrous basketball schedule, and last night was no exception. They went to number 24, Texas Tech, but would remind you that Texas Tech played Virginia for the national championship last year and just this past weekend beat the number one ranked team in the country by 13 points. Well, the Golden Eagles were four points behind with less than a minute and a half last night uh, before they finally finally gave in and lost 71-65. But an enormous performance by the Golden Eagles. Drew a lot of praise last night, guys. From the uh, guys doing the games, uh, doing the game on ESPN, and you got to hand it to them; they went toe to toe last night. Uh, Kelly Sander with one of the very best teams in the nation, and led that game for about three quarters of the game. If you were to break it down, Texas Tech, you know, came back there, hit some big threes down the stretch. A couple of things, you know, we kind of joked yesterday that the Eagles could win that game, but I mean, I, I half was not kidding because because of the emotional uh, high that Texas Tech had been riding on after beating Louisville, so it was natural that they would have a little bit of a, of a come down. Now, that's not at all to take anything away from the way that uh, Jay Ladner's uh, Eagles played. They played a really tough 2-3 zone last night that really baffled Texas Tech. And again, the Eagles led this game three-quarters of the way through. So it is certainly encouraging. And when you look at some of the tougher teams that they've played this year, that has kind of been the modus operandi. They have hung with these teams through a half and sometimes you know, halfway into the, the second part of the game. Um, bench depth you know, gets to them a little bit, uh, and sometimes they'll, they'll get a little cold from the, you know, from the floor. But all in all, there is certainly potential on this team. Uh, and the only thing you can, that you can really expect is that your team to go out and play hard every single game. Right. And regardless right. of the record, would you guys agree with me? The Eagles, they're playing hard. No question. Ladarius yeah. Drain last night had 21 points. And the Golden Eagles actually led by seven points at halftime. And again, I, 
it's just hard to overemphasize. This is the team that played in the national championship game last year and a team that just beat Louisville, ranked first in the country by 13 points. So, uh, Luke Johnson, there's no such thing, I guess, as, as moral victories, but this is about as close to, to one as you can come, I think. It is. I was trying to follow it last night on social media at, at the ball game. And what I was, what I was, a uh, couple takeaways. Eagles continue to shoot the ball well, 47% from uh, the floor last night. And you gotta, you gotta remember this. They're, they're without their big man. Jack Donmey didn't play. Kanadzik's hurt. Angel Smith's hurt. So they're without those three guys. Then you throw into it that Leonard Harper Baker didn't play much, uh, in the first half because he had three fouls. And you put that in there that Tyler Stevenson fouled out with right about a minute after, um, Texas Tech got the lead. He fouled out about eight minutes to go. You're without five key players. You play David McCoy, who's a walk-on, for 25 minutes. Hunter Dean, a true freshman, plays for 27 minutes. Drain and uh, Watson did not come out of the game. They played for 40 minutes last night. This is a scrappy team. I mean, this is a a team that uh, I was telling uh, Kelly, I was telling Bob earlier this morning, you know, you you get some guys um, that don't really care about who they're playing, believe in themselves, think, you know, that they can – Take care of it, and and that's what I think we're doing. I think what you're seeing also is Jay Ladner's ability to coach a, a basketball squad. So that uh, no moral victory, and, and we don't want to just beat that. But at the same time, you got to be impressed with with how the Eagles played on national TV last the, night. The number one characteristic that shows when you're an, when you're a young team is inconsistency, and and nothing could be truer than Southern Miss right now because they really did not play very well against North Florida last weekend. Uh, at at the greenhouse, but then go to Lubbock and play like they did last night. So it's it's just nice to know that when they do put it together, they can be a formidable group. You know, it's just a matter now of that chemistry uh, getting developed, and and Coach Lider and his staff trying to find out who their best five are and what the best combinations are to be on the floor. But I would think nothing but upside for this team going forward. And again, forget the record. Everybody knew that this brutal schedule. Was not gonna was not gonna really produce much fruit, but what counts now is going into conference USA play and just I think one more game before that becomes reality. You know they're in shape. You got two kids that play forty minutes, never come out of a basketball game, uh, and and Drain hits a three pointer uh, in the last ninety seconds of the game to get it back within four. Can't emphasize enough how exciting it was. They had it down to four points, a four point difference with less than a minute and a half left in the game. So uh, it, it was really in the last minute of the game that uh, Tech was able to pull away a little bit. Man, the Golden Eagles were tough, and uh, they just got all sorts of praise last night from the crew on ESPN, too, and, and deservedly so. It's interesting to me sometimes because most times society's all caught up in winning and losing, but those who have been around competitive sports for a while know that you can be more proud of your team in defeat sometimes than you are in victory. When your team is just better than the other one, but they slough through a win and really don't try very hard, you're not very proud of your squad. But then a team like the Eagles and how they played last night, Southern Miss didn't score as many points as Texas Tech did, but how can you not be proud of the effort that was put forward? That's what it's all about to me. Golden Eagles. Some of, some of, the, uh, some of the other statistics that, that show that, Kelly, Eagles got out rebounded, but only thirty-five to thirty-one. That's without your big in there. Stevenson is six-eight, but but Harper Baker is mainly your big, you know. And he had nine rebounds last night. Uh, both teams had twenty-four points in the paint. So you're talking about 
uh, you know, the Texas Tech team that just defeated the number one team in the nation, and the Eagles scored just as many points in the paint with basically a guard lineup. You Stevenson's listed as a, a guard on paper, but at the same time, he's he's six eight. So your tallest guy on the court is six eight. Your big is six five, and you scored just as many points in the paint. That says a lot about um, how they shot the ball last night. All right, the Golden Eagles conclude non-conference play Saturday. They've got a 2 o'clock game against Tougaloo, and uh, then they'll take a break for Christmas and then jump right into conference play. But you got to believe that they're going to do better than predicted. I don't see this as the last-place team in Conference USA. No, and neither does the Massey ratings right now. And the latest Massey ratings, Middle Tennessee is actually ranked as um, the last-place team in Conference USA. Southern Miss right ahead of them. But um, but like I say, they continue to play like this. They're They're – just a couple of teams that even have really dazzling records, including UTEP. But UTEP has played absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Miners are 7-1. and one, but, but when you look at the schools that they've played, I dare say a lot of you haven't even heard of some of those schools that they've played. So uh, onward and upward for Southern Miss. And actually, head basketball coach Jay Ladner, who is – the Eagles are on the tarmac right now in Lubbock, ready to fly home from that game last night. Jay Ladner is scheduled to join us tomorrow on the Eagle Hour, and it'll be good, good to deal. get his perspective. Who, who is the best Conference USA basketball team as we approach the start of the season, you think? It'll, it'll be the first team that Southern Miss plays, ironically. Really? Louisiana Tech, according to the Massey ratings. There are 353 teams that play college basketball. 353 at the Division One level. Louisiana Tech is ranked 82nd. Not bad. All right. Now they take, what, 65 into the tournament? So uh, Louisiana Tech's right on the cusp there. 7-3. and three. La Tech is up 12 spots. The biggest movers this week in the Masseys. Uh, Louisiana Tech is up 12 spots to 82. Charlotte is up 28 spots, but only getting to 180. So they're right smack there in the middle of the uh, pack, according to the Masseys. The other big mover this week was Marshall. Marshall is 209, but the Thundering Herd were up 30 spots this week. Mm -hmm. Southern Miss is at 261. 261 down 11 spots. And the top three are what, Kelly? Louisiana (laughs) Tech, Western Kentucky, and UTEP. I got you. The you you go down 11 spots because you almost beat Texas Tech. I was just going to say the, the, the caveat there is those ratings came out yesterday. All right, okay. so I would think by the way that they played La Tech, the Eagles would certainly be up next week in the Massey rating. Okay. Have you bought your bowl tickets yet? Ready to go, man. If you haven't, we're going to tell you what you need to do next. We'll have an official from the USM ticket office, and then we'll talk about Luke's great adventure into the Superdome as the Eagle Hour continues. Hey, good afternoon. Glad you're with us this afternoon. We're winging the Eagle Hour today. Uh, that's kind of an inside-the-studio joke right here, but uh, nevertheless true. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. 
Great place to do your Christmas shopping. I guarantee you they've got a store full of Golden Eagle merchandise for your home, for your car, for your body, for the favorite person on your Christmas list. If there's an eagle on that list, you got to go to Campus Bookmark. If you live in other parts of Mississippi, of course, you can go to campusbookmark.net, and they'll deliver it right to your front door. But you better get going because time's getting short. What's pretty cool, too, about Campus Bookmark, if you've never been there, like if, if you have a student at Southern Miss, one of your children or grandchildren whenever going to Southern Miss, all sorts of neat things that you can decorate your dorm room with, too, you know, that you can put on the wall or Southern Miss lampshades. Uh, all kinds of just neat things that you would never think that you could get a Southern Miss logo on. They can put a logo got, on there. If, yeah. if it's in the store, it's got a logo on it. <laughs> you got that's, that right. That's pretty much true. All right. So our buddy uh, brought his uh, beautiful wife here yesterday, Lauren, on the way to the Superdome to watch their beloved New Orleans Saints. And boy, did they pick a night to go as the Saints routed. Uh, it just appeared to me to be a bewildered and overmanned Colts team. And in the same in the same process, uh, saw Drew Brees n- break not one, but two records. Uh, the first one I want to talk to you about, Luke, is the uh, passing uh, touchdown record, which is fascinating. And they did a good job of pointing it out last night because, as of today, Brees is the all time leader. But we have now have a race for the all time touchdown leader in, in touchdown passes between Drew Brees. And uh, obviously, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, and so that'll go back and forth uh, until either one of them retires. But uh, the atmosphere last night seemed pretty wired up, and uh, got to, had to be pretty special, uh, Luke, to see Breeze uh, break that record. It wasn't just the the game, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But we got down there early. Uh, we were we were blessed with a, a parking pass. So man, literally like we parked and we were inside, we parked in the garage at the Superdome. So we just like walked up and uh, walked down, got something to eat. And then we came back to champion square and there was thousands upon thousands of people. And I, I made the comment to Lauren, like 80 to 85% of them were wearing saints jerseys of some type, big, uh, new Orleans, uh, jazz music playing live. It was incredible. We got in the, the stadium early and you just had a feel. I mean, I've been to another Monday night game about 10 years ago and, uh, during the Super Bowl season when Breeze stomped the Patriots pretty good. And you kind of had that feeling. Uh, Drew always has a, you know, in these games, uh, he can just be lights out. I've seen it so many times. Before the game, pretty cool. We were just uh, where we were sitting. Roman Harper was was uh, doing some pregame interviews. Deuce was down there. Roman Harper came up, talked to us, got to shake his hand. Uh, Booger McFarlane walked by. Some of the ESPN crew walked by. Steve Young was kind of nearest the whole night. So that was pretty pretty cool. But, man, when the game started, you just said – and it wasn't just like he was making his throws. Breeze was, like, throwing – like, moving well. Like, he would get flushed out of the pocket, and he would throw on the run. Uh, the first two touchdowns, the, the when he tied Brady and then when he tied Manning, were right in front of us. And then right before half when he threw that, it was an atrocious – can you guys agree with me that that was an atrocious P.I. call on the offensive pass interference? Yeah, it should have I mean, been a no, was, it should have been a no call for sure. In the corner of the end you know, zone you thought, there. Yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you thought the place was going to explode for sure. Um, but when, when he hit Josh Hill on the, on the play fake and threw it to the, the tight end to the left, it was like right, it was on the other end of the field, but you saw it happening. 
And it was almost like, you know, time froze. Uh, Drew runs out on the field. They had NFL film guys everywhere because it was technically the breaking of a record, so they were, like, rushing out there and filming. But the Dome was absolutely rocking, and they also honored um, the Super Bowl champion team. So, like, Scott Fajita was there last night. Reggie Bush was there. It was, if you were a Saints fan, it was pretty – it was just like, like a holistic celebration of everything and and most of us didn't realize especially all the people around me how good of a night drew was having until at the end they talked about he broke another record a 96 percent completion uh percentage which was the highest in nfl history over 20 throws he was lights out and uh it was just the defense was dominant it was an amazing night and we were both on on looking at each other on the way home, saying, "Wow, we just got to experience uh, a that. great moment in the broadcast last night." Breeze uh, was running, made a really good move, and and ditched a, a blitzing safety, and completed a pass. and And Booger McFarland said, "You just watched a forty year old man fake a twenty two year old man out of his cleats." <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Youth and daring will never compete with old age and treachery. Pretty good stuff. Right. Uh, and, and he's quite a player. And now he's number one in touchdown passes, but still trails only Philip Rivers in the number of children that he yeah, has. That's, that's probably right. <laughs> so where do the Saints stand now in the regard to home field advantage? I'm not sure that I understand why Seattle – well, you got Green Bay in there too. There's a three-way yeah. tie now, and based on those tiebreakers, uh, I think uh, Green Bay or Seattle would get the would get the number one. So, so the it, Saints played neither neither team. Well, yeah, they beat the Seahawks. So, how could the Seahawks have an advantage over them? Well, they would in a three-way tie. Uh, it's the Packers that's that throws the wow. monkey wrench in this. So. If you're a Saints fan, you want the Vikings this weekend to could beat happen. the Packers. And that could happen. It sure could happen. So if the Packers lose and the Vikings win out, if it comes down between the Vikings and the Seahawks, excuse me, the Saints and the Seahawks, then the Saints will get so home. So Kelly, are there. you saying you'd rather have your 40-year-old quarterback playing indoors than on the frozen tundra? Yes, I, I think uh, probably so. <laughs> what, you, what you've got to happen, and, and see, this is the other thing that happens. Uh, you've really got, you got four teams at 11-3. and three. But the Seahawks and the 49ers play each other the last on, on December 29th, the last game of the regular season. So neither one of those – I mean, you talk about how it's setting up. You know how most of the time people sit out in Week 17? That's going to be for home field advantage. So what you – it's really weird. you you got to pull for the Rams this week against the 49ers. you got to pull for the Vikings against the Packers. And then you got to pull for the Seahawks because if the Seahawks beat the 49ers, then the Saints and the Seahawks would be the only two teams remaining. And – the Saints would would get the uh, the home field advantage, but um, yeah. So you're a Rams fan, you're a Vikings fan, and then if it comes down to it, you're a Seahawks fan. And meanwhile, while we talk about the best teams in the NFC, the worst team in the AFC, and dare I say, the entire National Football League. Yes, we have a report from the Cincinnati Bengals camp again today, where the youngest coach in the league, Zach Taylor, at age 32 or 36 or whatever he is said yesterday in his press conference that his Bengal receivers Sunday against the Patriots, his words now, were being bullied. The Patriot defenders were bullying his wide receivers. You know, this is why millennials should never be put in charge of anything. Would you agree with that? 
much less a National well, Football League I, franchise. I, I said, what is this, the pre-K at Snowflake uh, Elementary Lord. School? Well, well, I'm sure after that, I mean, the Patriots will back away. Oh, and, and, and send a fruit basket, yeah, I would think, with they'll apologies. Be much, they'll be much just, nicer just this week. <laughs> don't generalize. I found this out. I mean, the Pew Research Institute actually says that anybody mm. born from 1981 to 1996 is a millennial. So, therefore, I am technically a millennial. But I'm more of a throwback millennial because right. I don't believe in participation trophy stuff. Right. But surely Coach Taylor falls in that, and that's why he's doing that. That's embarrassing. Um, listen, this is what you know. You know what's going to happen? Preview of things to come. Spoiler alert: no, Bill right. Belichick is going to bold italics underline bully the fire out of the Bengals <laughs> Sunday. Well, they already. Well, according. And then to he's going to walk across the field. And in his cut-off sweatshirt, and is going to shake his hand, and I hope he whispers into his ear, "Hey, I hope you enjoyed that." And then he walks away. Well, they played each other last Sunday, so that's what a, a couple days ago. So that's what Zach Taylor was saying. Well, they played saying. the Bills this week, and now I'm sure the Patriot defensive backs are going to back off and be much nicer this week. But but aren't you? I mean, aren't you? This it's is embarrassing. This is football it's for heaven's sake. They should fire him for just saying that. that well. Not really, because the league has been sissified in the last several years. You can't play defense anymore. Can't touch the quarterback. Uh, you can't brush is against. It, is it yeah, safe you can't to touch say a quarterback. Mike Ditka never complained about his team being bullied. <laughs> Mike Ditka would never make it in today's NFL, and not because no. he's not a great well, you, coach. Yeah. No, you just look not. at Zach Taylor and you say, "Listen, won't you go bully somebody?" Right. I mean, well, quit being the, the ragdoll for everybody. That's right. All right, here are the power rankings, guys. After last night, Luke's going to like this. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks. Number two, the Houdat, New Orleans Saints, and the top-rated team in the league, Baltimore Ravens. And the Patriots aren't even in the top uh, five. How about bottom that? five, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The New York Football Giants, the Detroit Lions, and Kelly, I'll give you the. You can go ahead and wrap this segment up. I wish you wouldn't even mention that, Bob. You're bullying me. <laughs> it's the Bengals, the I'll bet. Bullied Bengals are the last rated team. And the Dolphins get a chance to bully the Bengals this week. I weekend. do want you to know, Kelly, that the Redskins have surged. 27th. They're not on anybody's list They're anymore. They're not on anybody's list anymore. <laughs> All that's including, on the, including the fans list. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to tell you how you buy your bowl tickets as Southern Miss gets ready to face an old friend in Tulane. That's coming up next on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bob, a lot of stuff going on, especially 
on Christmas Day at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Yeah, you're right about that, brother. It's their second anniversary. It's going to be Friday night. It starts at 4 o'clock. And listen to this. They're having an ugly sweater party, having all kinds of drink specials. They're going to have eight different liquor and beer reps there with samples. Going to give out prizes throughout the evening. Going to have a lot of fun games like cornhole, putting competitions, and connect four. And they're going to name the customer of the year. And, of course, they're going to be selling that delicious food at 4th Street Bar and Grill. That's this coming Friday beginning at 4 o'clock. This coming Friday afternoon, be there. Everybody getting together for the holidays. And then, of course, Christmas Day, they will be open, I think, at 6 o'clock. One of their busiest nights of the year, believe it or not, Christmas night. Yeah, that's hard to believe. That's what he says. Is there any suspense about Customer of the Year? I mean, everybody knew Joe Burrow was going to win the Heisman. I mean, isn't (laughs) Kelly the uh, Customer of the Year? Uh, I'd like to thank... <laughs> no, I think it's people who actually yeah. pay for stuff there. So I think that would eliminate. Ah, uh, yeah, I got you. They go to the head of the well, class, you paying customers. Pay. Yeah, you yeah. got to pay. Well, bowl tickets uh, as the bowl game is getting closer. January the fourth coming up upon us. Southern Miss playing Tulane in the Armed Forces Bowl out in Fort Worth, Texas. To talk some bowl tickets for us, Ben Wittenpickler of the Southern Miss Ticket Office joins us now. Ben, I know. Um, I know you like the Saints, too. That was a pretty good game last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Luke. I, um, first of all, thank you all for having me on again. But, yeah, I, I watched the uh, kind of the end of it, and I'll tell you, Luke, I was uh, really hoping that um, Michael Thomas, he's actually on my fantasy team, um, and I was really hoping that he would catch every single touchdown that uh, Drew Brees threw. Unfortunately, he did not, and I ended up losing in the uh, semifinals. But, you know, good game nonetheless. Glad they could pull out a win. Yeah, a lot of people were mad that Taysom Hill caught that because they wanted Michael Thomas to do that. But uh, alas, the the Saints win. Hey, bud, tell us about uh, bowl tickets, man. Uh, Real important for uh, Golden Eagle fans to go through the ticket office. Um, Tell us about all the bowl ticket stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it really is very important that they do go through our ticket office simply because we do still receive a portion of those sales that come through the tickets. So if you are planning to go, and we hope that you are at a Fort Worth for that game on January 4th, it is very important that you do go through us. And A, you not only benefit the school, but you also get to sit with Southern Miss fans. You don't want to be sitting on the Tulane side with a bunch of Tulane fans. Nobody wants that. So love to have you on the Southern Miss side, and there are several ways to do that. The, the main way that you can find out anything about the bowl is uh, we actually just launched our game day site uh, a couple of days ago, maybe today. Um, it's the game day website. It's called southernmiss.com slash Bowl. So if you go to that website, southernmiss.com slash Bowl, you can find out everything you need to know. We have tickets starting at um, $30 all the way up to $75, depending on where you'd like to sit. But we've got some great options available. Um, got to have everybody there. We're two stepping to the top, so we got to have everybody there. The last thing I'd want to do is be sitting next to two lane people because I, I personally could not carry on a conversation with those smart folks <laughs> down there from, from Tulane. But, um, Ben, what, what sort of communication is there between the ticket office and, like, travel agencies and travel packages and things like that, hotels? Do you guys... Are you guys privy to any of that information and can maybe direct people in those directions? Yeah, for sure. So as far as the travel itself goes, um, I, to my knowledge, we, do not have, we don't have anything going on with travel. However, it's the hotel itself, we do have a uh, fan hotel. The official fan hotel is the Sheraton in downtown Fort Worth. 
Um, they are doing a group rate for any Southern Miss fans that come in. Um, all that also can be found on that game day website. So there's a link there at that game day website where you can go in and go ahead and book your hotel room. Also, there's a phone number for any questions. There's directions to the hotel. All that can be found on that website. But it is the Sheraton in downtown Fort Worth, and I believe that's only maybe five or six blocks um, from the team hotel, which is also very close to the stadium. And not only want to sit next to Southern Miss fans, but if you want to party, and I use that term yeah. loosely, you know, <laughs> with, with Southern Miss fans, that's where you want to be, too. It's yeah, a, for it, sure. It's a big city, and uh, obviously there's strength in numbers. So what what's the goal, Ben? How many tickets? Do, I mean, obviously you want to sell out the allotment, but what has the bowl uh, allotted the university? How does that work? Yeah, so I'll be. I don't know the exact number of what they gave us. That we have sold quite a few. Um, we we actually just mailed those out today, and I had uh, a box and a half full of tickets that I took over to the uh, to the mail, not counting the ones that we have kept back here at the office for people to pick up. So we sold quite a few, getting a lot out. We're trying to get as many people as we can out there. Because um, one thing that Jeremy mentioned to us yesterday in our Jeremy McLean, our athletic director, he mentioned to us at our uh, Christmas party we had yesterday with the Eagle Club members. He said one thing I told the bowl people whenever we were booking this. He said if you pick our school, if you pick Southern Miss, the fans will travel. So we we love that we want to live up to that. We want to do our end of the bargain and have everybody out to that game and uh, paint Fort Worth black and gold. And my final question is compared to other Golden Eagle Bowl games that have been played much earlier in the calendar, Mm -hmm. uh, the January 4th date, is that proving to be a a good thing as far as ticket sales go because all the holidays then are out of the way? I I think so. I really do. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited, A, because we're playing Tulane, so that's happening. And we have a very large fan base in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so that helps us out a lot. But... Um, what a lot of people don't know is we're actually the only college football game that's going on that day. Um, so January 4th, there's one college football game, and it's Southern Miss versus Tulane. So not only will that help our attendance, that's going to help our viewership on ESPN. So it's really going to help get you know get people watching, even if it's just a, an average NCAA football fan. They're going to watch because it's the game on, and why not watch Southern Miss wipe out uh, Tulane? And that is not wild. That's wild card weekend in the NFL, so the Saints will not be playing correct. Uh, that that's weekend, correct. at least the way it stands now. So you can't uh, can't use that as an excuse right. uh, that I'm going to stay home and watch the Saints because they won't be playing. So no reason not to to head up. And Fort Worth is not that bad of a drive. No, it's either. not. I believe it's only about you know seven hours or so, and the game's at 10.30. So even if you could have to sit home and watch the game, what else are you going to be doing at 10.30? Right. So, again, uh, the website, again, southernmiss.com forward slash armed forces bowl. That is correct. I, everything you need to know about the bowl game, where we're going to be having the pregame events, where we're going to be having where the team hotel info, the ticket info, the bowl game itself info, everything you need to know can be found on that website. Last thing, Ben, if, if people want to buy tickets but can't go, how can they gift tickets, and are you guys involved in that? Yeah, for sure. So one thing that we are doing, we're kind of partnered up with uh, with the Armed Forces Bowl. There is a link, again, on that website where you can go in and donate. So for only $15, you can donate as many tickets as you would like. What they're going to be doing is part of those 
Uh, we're going to be using helping out our band make it to the bowl game because we are bringing the pride of Mississippi out to that bowl game. So to kind of help with the with the atmosphere, bringing the Southern Miss atmosphere there. Um, also, we're going to be using those tickets as donations to local DFW charities as well as local charities in Hattiesburg. And I believe it also helps. Um, one thing that the Armed Forces Bowl does that I really love is they allow any veterans or current active duty service members to get complimentary tickets to that game. Now, they do have to request those through the Armed Forces Bowl website itself, not through us. Um, but they can get that, and that $15 ticket donations, that does help that out as well. That's great. I think everybody should avail themselves to that if they can't, uh, if they can't make it to the game itself. Right, right, definitely. So, yeah, we, we love, we're, we're pushing that on people even when, you know, like they said, they can't make it to the game, they can help somebody else make it. All right, Ben, we ben, thank uh, you for being on the show, man. Yes, sir. Well, we, we appreciate you all having me on. All right, and we'll be right back uh, with more information we got about a minute left, uh, I'm, I'm told here. So uh, bowl tickets very important that you, that you sell because down the road, that determines how much interest other bowls may have in you. Yeah, and that's because it's always about money. We've talked about that day in, you know, day in and day out here on this program, that everything in college athletics is, is dollars and cents these days. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Ben mentioned when uh, Jeremy McLean said the Southern Miss fans will travel, well, they have to take you know, one word th- for it. I really like the Armed Forces Bowl, too. I, I think that's a great deal that they're going to give tickets away to military members. Uh, that's something that... I've long advocated maybe should be done here with all the kids that you see down at Camp Shelby. If you, you know, if you're thirty-three thousand seat stadium and you got twenty-three thousand people in the stands, why not give five thousand tickets away to military members down at Camp Shelby and let them come enjoy the game? Man, when it comes to government handouts, if whatever you want to call it, entitlements, but to me, the military should go first every in every single line. You know, give those men and women. They should have everything they need before you even think about giving anything away to anybody else. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Just, just protect us and build our roads, federal government. That's all we want. Yeah, right, we'll take care a, of the rest. Exactly right, huh? Bowl time, exciting when you're a football player, huh? Luke Johnson. Yeah, just because you get to play one more game, you get to go to some cool places. You get to uh, miss curfew and go up on the deck of uh, the top and see the ducks of the Peabody. That is the most exciting yeah, thing. Just, Boy, hey, we get so back bad. on the, we get back on the other side of the break. Some big uh, signing day news. Of course, that's tomorrow. Oh. But a big flip for the Golden Eagles today. We'll tell about it. Tell you about it after the break. All right. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Good stuff. Good people. Get a gift uh, for your family. You can, uh, you know, you you look at um, dealerships, right? And, and you want not only good deals, you want good service. And when you walk into a dealership, you don't want to feel like from the time you walk in, you're being hoodwinked until you leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I would think the service department at Toyota of Hattiesburg kind of is pretty it's bored. bored. Yeah, because Toyota's <laughs> like never the Maytag break, man. They never, they never break down. That's right. That's right. right. They really don't. No, that's exactly but, uh, right. Our good friends at Toyota of Hattiesburg can help you out, hook you up, uh, go get somebody something awesome for Christmas. Go see our friends, Toyota Hattiesburg. All right, big news uh, recruiting wise, of course, signing day starting tomorrow. Golden Eagles with already. Uh, 12 commits, and what we've seen the last couple years, guys, is people flip at the last second. Southern Miss gets two flips today. Fred Smith, cornerback out of Jones College, flips from uh, Monroe and uh, will become a Golden Eagle. He's a 4-4 cornerback. I watched him play this year for Jones College. Good player. He's going to uh, flip. But then uh, uh, big news today, Jason Brownlee. And, Kelly, you watched him play also uh, at East Mississippi. Led East Mississippi this year. Uh, was a 1,000-yard uh, receiver with 12 touchdowns. He flips as of an hour ago, put it out on social media, decommits from Charlotte, commits to the Golden Eagles, should sign um, tomorrow. You saw him play, Kelly. That's that's a big player for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, I got to call that game against when they played Pearl River, and I think I think he caught three touchdowns uh, in that game, had great separation from his defenders. And while we're on good news about uh, Southern Miss, uh, the one of the former Nasty Bunch, Ty Trahan, congratulations to Ty Trahan. He has been named the defensive coordinator at Pearl River Community College in the Mac Jack. He will be the defensive coordinator under head coach Seth Smith. And Ty Trahan is scheduled to be on this very program tomorrow. So we'll get to talk to him about his days as a member of the Nasty Bunch and now some of the goals that he has for the Pearl River Community College Wildcat defense. He goes to Pearl River from Picayune High School that just played for the 5A State Championship. So we have him and the basketball coach tomorrow. Bob, the Eagle Hour, we get the varsity, man. We get the star-studded lineups in this program. No question. So that'll be tomorrow. uh, We will be following recruiting also tomorrow and Thursday. If you're wondering where Frank Gore Jr. lands, uh, from his social media account, Frank Gore Jr., I should say. Um, two pictures of him, guys. Pictures in the FAU jersey, picture in a Southern Miss jersey, and says he will be signing December 19th, which is Thursday, at his high school, Miami Killian in Miami, Florida. Be interesting to see how that happens. So in the last uh, few days, big commit, Antoine Robinson, wide receiver from uh, Coland Community College, and then today Jason Brownlee flips from Charlotte uh, to East Mississippi. Golden Eagles also have some some good uh, Juco players coming in. Don Ragsdale, who's the number uh, five running back in, uh, from junior college uh, out of Hines, Mississippi. Of course, everybody remembers him. Remembers him. He's a Pisgah Dragon. Um, he is uh, committed, and you hopefully all these commits stay in place. Uh, a few guys from high school. Uh, Brandon Hayes is a wide receiver also from Oak Grove High School. Um, he's committed, three-star guy. So uh, we'll just, as they come in and as they solidify, we'll be bringing that to you um, tomorrow and Thursday as Good well. Good or bad to sign so many JUCO kids? Well, it takes care of immediate needs. You know, shores up some areas that you, you know, and, and I think the Eagles showed they were a little bit vulnerable wide receiver-wise, depth-wise this year where it had some injuries they didn't anticipate. I don't think you can ever have too many good receivers. But but on the Gore thing, Luke, I can't help but think that he is going to to commit to the Eagles because he had already committed to FAU, right? And then opened up after Lane Kiffin left Florida Atlantic, then opened up his recruitment again, and it was Southern Miss, Southern Miss, Southern Miss. So if he was going to stay at FAU, why would he even – why would he even bring Southern yeah. Miss into the mix? Does that make sense? So well, I can't, I can't help as but as an eighteen year old, it's you know, as an eighteen year old, it's your your time. You have one week where your signing day and commitment day, and you know, you get a little traction on social media. It helps that your dad's an, an NFL Hall of Famer. 
Uh, but I tell you what, just going through his uh, his Twitter account, there's a whole lot more Southern Miss on here than there is FAU. I just can't help but think that he's not gonna gonna commit to uh, to Southern Miss. That'd be it'd be great, you know, from a notoriety standpoint. Deion Sanders' son, you know, uh, made the trip here too. Mm-hmm. Any any word on how that's going to transpire? Uh, considering he has about 18 Power Five offers, um, we won't know till the last second on that. I think we know. Well, but the fact that he that he came, yeah, you know, would yeah. certainly mean that he has an has yeah. an open mind about it. All right, show back on the road Thursday. We we were a little concerned about our appearance at uh, our last one this year at Bocoma Casino because they were that building was damaged last night uh, to some degree uh, by the tornadoes that went through. But I have word that um, the damage was minor, and we will be there, and then uh, be back at Sully's in Purvis on Friday, and, and hopefully Luke will eventually buy that lawnmower. Well, and as far as the damage, we'll be at Ramey's. We'll actually be at Ramey's. Ramey's, that's what Friday. Ramey's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so there's going to be more damage coming to the Bocoma Casino because I'm going to put plate some bets on some games this weekend. So I'll damage to you. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I just said damage will be done. I didn't. (laughs) Most likely to me, yes. Uh, Are you ready for that mower, Luke? Yeah, ready, ready for that mower. We should mention um, uh, Laurel and Sandersville Sumrall also, um, of course. Columbia uh, was was damaged last night. If you have needs and uh, or you know somebody that has needs, reach out. A lot of churches in the area, uh, me at First Baptist Hellsville and other churches, uh, just want to help. So if if you know of any immediate needs, uh, just contact us and uh, and we'll do our best to to try to take care of that. If uh, if you're just out there, look look at what your neighbors might might need. Serve somebody today as we all pick up the mess. Well said. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, everyone, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.